Hello and welcome to Indie Comic Ninja. I am your host, Dexter Jacobs, and here is another interview, this time with Austin Hamblin. If you're a returning fan of the show, you'll remember I interviewed Austin already, but given some timing in a few years and how much fun it was to interview him the first time, it only felt right to do it again. Uh, Years ago, Austin approached me to interview him the first time, uh, and I had never heard of him. He, He seemed like just an energetic young fellow, uh, but given the recommendation of a friend, uh, I, I gave him a shot. I gave it, gave him an interview. And to be honest, he, if I, if I ever met someone who is definitely going places it is Austin Hamblin. Simply put, he is one of the hardest working indie creators I have ever met. And it's always a joy to talk to him. I always look for him at a con. Uh, I always just enjoy our conversations. It's, it's as simple as that. Uh, And in this episode, we talk about writing, working with illustrators, uh, going to conventions, and re-jumpstarting his passion for comics. We also talk about a public service announcement slash comic with his characters Punk and Rock in regards to the COVID-19 pandemic. And since our interview, that has been released online. He has it on, I believe, Twitter and Instagram. I will have links in the show notes uh, to all the places that I can find where you, you can find it. And that's about all I have right now. So with that, Take it away, music. So last year I had uh, a Samurai comic come out called Oni Reaper, and then I had a couple of anthology pieces. I've got an anthology piece coming out this, this month, which ironically is the theme is the end of the world. And it mm-hmm. got delayed because of a pandemic, so that's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> Which, uh, what anthology is that? So, this guy, uh, it's called uh, After the Fall. Okay. And this guy uh, in Atlanta, they had an indie movie that was coming out, and they wanted to have this collection of, some of them are short prose stories, some of them are art pieces, some of them are comics, but hmm. to be like a supplementary thing to have. And okay. they were going to release it when they had a theatrical release of the movie, uh, in Atlanta and the surrounding areas, and uh, which obviously they didn't have, but the guy was like, you know, I was going to wait, and then I kind of figured we could all use a win right now, so I went ahead and ordered copies, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you <can> win. <laughs> so are you going to be selling those yourself? Yeah, I got to see. What, uh, yeah, I'll be getting them, and I believe, actually, they're going distrib- to distribute it through Amazon, so it'll be um, okay. what they get that link live because he had just gotten the proof copy last week and there mm-hmm. was some small tweaks he had to make. Very cool. So is that a, like just a comic that you have in there or, or a story? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I got a, like a five page comic in there. Very cool. And, Who did the illustration? Uh, his name is Belcher. What? Who is like, oh, his name is Kurt Belcher. Okay. He is like, he's like my, he was actually the first artist I ever worked with. Oh, cool. And, he is like a, he's like a like an indie god, and I mean it like an indie god because like if I name all the like Action Lab, uh, oh man, Action Lab, Alterna, like I could name Caliber, Transfusion, like I could name off uh, all these indie places that he's done stuff for just because he's a machine, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just a he's a fantastic human being, and I love him. Mm-hmm. He worked with he he worked with these sixteen year old. <laughs> Austin. So he, he got some really rough stuff in the beginning and uh but we're still still friends all these years later. So. Oh that's, that's very nice. Was that so the work you did before was that Adventures of Punk and Rock or something else? Uh no, so I had put uh the trial run, which I did, which was the first comic ever. Okay. I had which is short stories and I had two different artists work on it. One was the guy who drew Punk and Rock, Scott Swells. Okay. Kurt Belcher is the other guy who drew the other half of the stories. Okay. Very cool. So, and then yeah there was one i was supposed to be having and i got it's kind of delayed now is we we're supposed to be doing a for david lloyd's uh digital publisher mm-hmm. uh so david lloyd as v for vendetta okay. guy uh and but unfortunately we had to push that back i uh i'll, I'll tell you like why i did because we were supposed to be having start coming out in may but the guy who's drawing it is there's Trey Baldwin, and he's one of my yeah, really yeah. close friends. I, okay, okay. I told him, <laughs> I said, don't worry about it right now, because 
we might make money on this on the back end, but he's out of work right now. And I said, mm. you find any paying gig you can, and we'll just get back this if and when we can. Yeah, because I, you know, I care about him far more than I right. care about any success in comics, and and he has a son, you know, and like he mm. and I, and I, 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 like he's like, no, we can still do it. And I'm like, honestly, it would make me feel a lot better if we didn't right now, you yeah. know. And it kind of sucks because it was like, but also I mean, I I do have the thing that I now know that David Lloyd likes my stuff, mm-hmm. and he, he's emailed me personally. Actually, my first email I got from him, I was driving to my honeymoon and i get this email and i go kayla read me this email and i like throw my phone at her because i'm in traffic i'm in traffic at minneapolis yeah so getting my response for him and then like she starts reading it and i honestly i i cried i was so fucking happy oh man i like it, it was cool because he was really awesome and yeah. he's like you know there was some stuff he wanted changed but it was small stuff and stuff that he was 100 percent right about and so that was that was a big win for me. Yeah, that's very cool, man. Where'd you go on your honeymoon? In Minneapolis? Yeah, we went. Yeah, she she has never, this could sound bad, she hasn't really been very many places around the Midwest. So she had never been to the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. So we did like the Mall of America and the Spam Museum and the Comedy Club and all that stuff. How is the Spam Museum? Totally worth it. Okay. Totally I've, worth it. I've gone to Minneapolis so many times and I've never gone there. I know I know about the Spam Museum. I've just never gone um, because I'm always going to like the actual art museum. But Right. No. <laughs> well, we, we were just like, why not? And like, it's for us, it was just we had to just take a different route home and it added maybe 20 minutes. Oh, but that's not bad. It was worth, you know, the museum was free. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, and because it's right next to one of their plants. Oh, they I didn't like know big, they, they make spam up there. I believe. Okay, I don't know if it's still running. Mm. Yeah, it's one of the first ones. Very interesting. But they, but yeah, so that's that's why it's in that town. Okay. Hmm. Very cool. Spam. Uh, so uh, tell tell me more about Oni Reaper. Is so uh, that come? Did you say it's come out or it's coming out? Yeah, yeah, the first issue came out last year. I can't remember when last year. How did I miss yeah, that? It was, it was really, I'll just say it was a really soft release because I was very unhappy with the entire process. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we don't have to talk it was, about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll skip that one. Okay, okay. I mean, I'll tell you sometime later about that whole process, but that was... Well, that's fair. I begrudgingly released it because I didn't just want to have a comic that was done and not print it and not do it, you know? But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, whatever. yeah. Whatever. You don't have to talk about it. <laughs> um, okay, then my next question is, is when is uh, Steel Wool number two coming out? Oh, up, it already came out without me. What? <laughs> yeah, he kind of kicked me off the book. And, oh, never uh, mind. Yeah, it's okay. That's another good story for another time, too. <laughs> uh, okay, so then other than that, <laughs> You're doing another punk and rock, right? Yes. Okay. Actually, right now we're working on win. Yeah, there's a win there. Yeah. We're right. doing a uh, uh, we're doing a short PSA comic that's about COVID nineteen, but it's with punk and rock. Okay. Uh, and when we get it done, we're just gonna put po- we'll end up collecting it down the road, but we're gonna just post it uh, up for free okay. for everybody to read. Oh, that's kind. Uh, of and it'll like, probably be be like five pages it won't be big but it, it yeah it's funny okay. i don't know it what's a funny comic I, like i don't know i forgot how much i enjoyed writing it and then like i was working on this and like the first panel there rock is like searching through the house with a magnifying glass and the narrator's like what are you doing he's like i'm searching for that bastard what what bastard he goes that covid bastard he's killing everybody <laughs> damn it that's not it. he's like yeah. and then like he at the next like a couple pages later like they're like uh he's like what do you guys think COVID-19 is and then they give their their guesses like COVID-19 was that guy and he kicked Hulk Hogan in the nuts at Wrestlemania <laughs> uh no you alright yeah yeah you kind of my phone like made a piece Oh, okay. Uh, but, uh, 
yeah so we're, we're doing more of that and i'm there's a lot of things that i'm very excited to do with that because it's cool. fun so you got scott back on it got the what now scott the illustrator yeah yep 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 he always wants to do more of that i it, i've said i've tried to get him to like like or like try to do some other stuff over there and he's like and it's not that he doesn't want to do it. He just is so less excited about doing it compared to this. Oh, that's funny. Uh, and he, he, and I, I love that guy uh, mm-hmm. so much. Uh, it was so weird that like one of the first uh, people I ever made comics with that here eight years later, I'm still making like I've with him. I've done over 200 pages of comics. Oh, wow. Uh, cause we've done like, he'll do, sometimes he'll do short stories with me for anthologies and stuff, but mm-hmm. I had it figured totaled at one time, but like, even with just punk and rock, that's almost 200 pages. Wow. I don't know that I realize you have that much punk and rock. I, yeah. You have that, you have a, a trade for that, right? Uh, yep. I have a trade and there's one other issue besides okay. that. And, uh, yeah. And then like, we've done a couple pro wrestling stories for this okay. anthology cause me and him are both pro wrestling buffs. And yeah, mm-hmm. like, I think it was. Probably like 225 to 250 pages oh, wow. total with it. So uh, for the people who don't know, who might be interested in Punkin' Rock, uh, remind us about what that story is. All right. The Adventures of Punkin' Rock follows the two title characters, Punk and Little Rock, who are two screw-up bounty hunters in space and will do anything for money. But the third main character is the narrator, who not only narrates the comic, but he directly interacts with Punk, rock and you the reader and he only narrates the comic because he needs to pay alimony to his ex-wife with whom he has 27 children so uh if if i were to to run into you again in a couple of years is that the exact same uh spiel you give me oh yeah that's the one I, and then like i'm pretty sure that's the one you gave me last time i interviewed you <laughs> i i'm gonna bet it is that's what i i like it's funny because uh one convention that I was at, the guy next to me was so sick of hearing that pitch. Yeah. Because his table, like, he he didn't really have, uh, I won't name who it was, but they didn't have very much stuff at all. Mm-hmm. And so nobody was really looking at their stuff. And they were yeah. not very personable. They mm. weren't, you know, they weren't really good people. So we talked to people and they'd be like, what's this about? And I'm like, let me tell you. And then after, <laughs> after about eight hours of that, this guy was really like, and then I go, do you want a copy? And he's like, no, <laughs> I was going to give it to him, but he didn't want it. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. Oh man. You should have snuck it into his like luggage or something. Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost feel like you should write a comic about like just going to cons. Oh man, that would be really fun someday. And it, I... it would just have Phil Hester in the background, just like shaking his fist at you all the time. Oh Lord, there's so, okay. I, when I was like, uh, when I was just out of high school, every time I'd see, I like, we were, he had known me for years before this, but I was always like, we got to take a picture together. We got to take a picture together, Phil. And eventually he was so sick of taking these pictures. I have like probably <laughs> 10 of them where he's just looking at the camera, just like, are, are you serious? Are we really taking another picture? Oh, and I've got so many of them that are like that. And it's, and I knew that he was going to make that face rub. So like, come on, we, we got to take a picture. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, There's a lot of good kind of stories. So, so someday so, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Well, how, how did you meet Phil Hester? Do you guys like live, you live nearby, right? He, yeah. So he is a hour South of me. Okay. Like roughly, so you just probably... I met him. Okay. I met him at a store, a comic store signing. Oh, okay. I I was really excited because I remember he had uh, I this it was a shop that I didn't even go to, but they had posted on their Facebook page that they were having uh, Phil Hester there, and I had no clue who that was at the time. Oh, okay. But I did know that I wanted to write comics, and this was the the very first chance I ever got to talk to someone that had found success in writing comics hmm. and so i was i was i was 13 i i figured this out like last week i was 13 and so my dad had to drive me to the comic shop when i got off school and like all day at school i was like guess what i'm doing when i get off school i'm gonna go meet a guy who writes comics and everyone's like cool <laughs> that's great and i'm like it is great and they're like awesome you know two two thumbs up uh and then my dad picks me up from school and i like sprinted to his car and mm-hmm. it's like 
it's like 40 minutes from Jessup to get to where this signing was at. Okay. And, uh, I zoomed over there and I met him and he was aw- one of the big things for me is since I've all to do this since I was super young, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of people that were very disheartening or very, uh, remissive. I don't know if that's the right word mm-hmm. of me dismissive or sorry dismissive mm-hmm. of me when i was young because they're like uh-huh cool kid you want to make comics bye <laughs> he was not yeah and he was never that way he from the very beginning I, I like asked him i'm like i don't even know where to start like what do i do and he goes okay here's what you need to do <laughs> and 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 uh then like yeah. I, it was cool as like years later at a con somebody there was somebody that was the same age as me i think probably like 22 at that time Okay. Had asked him like, what, "What should I do to to start making comics?" And he goes, he pointed at me, and he said, I, I, "This is what the guy told me." He's like, he pointed at me, he goes, "Go talk to him over there, because hmm. he's the exact same age as you, and he's actually been doing this for a while." And he goes, "It's been a long time since I had since I started my career, and everything's changed since then." Like, he's the guy that you want to talk to, and so it was cool to be to see someone come up to me and be like, "Hey, you know, I want to make comics," and and Phil Hester sent me over to your table. Oh, to, that's awesome! Yeah to like ask you about it i'm like what <laughs> for real Z? oh man maybe you need to write a book about how to write, make comics i look forward to those man i don't know so i know how to make comics made how to make com- make successful comics there's a different story what that's that's volume two uh <laughs> so i guess on that topic so you you met phil hester when you were 13 uh because you wanted to make comics so uh how long have you known you wanted to make comics like was there... i think i i like it all clicked in my head for me that i wanted to make comics probably around the time i was 11 10 or 11 okay well what was it got... that, what was it that tripped that trigger so i used to when i would play with my toys i used to do this thing where in my room and i would get mad if my mom would move my toys because there was an ongoing story between all these toys that uh-huh. would take place over days. And like, you know, so like, like, Oh, this guy's over here and they're trapped and blah, blah, blah. And have them all over the room. And it was like, the room was the whole world and all this. And then one day I go, and I, and I was reading comics. And I was loving comics. And I'm like, you know, I should really just try to write this as a comic. This would be, a, this would be a cool comic. <laughs> and I, I still have it. Uh, what did I call that? I have a whole binder full of it, and I wrote like, like, oh, there's like 20 issues of it total, and it never got finished. But it's called The Invasion, uh, uh, and there's no, and it's not good. But <laughs> it was, it was what got me started. And I used to take them to school. This okay before school, we would all uh, like they'd let us inside, and before eight o'clock, like we would just hang out in what was the lunchroom, basically, mm-hmm. and just sit there. And I used to bring the script in and i bring a couple copies of it and it would get passed around during lunch and before school Hmm. and i had and it was only like maybe three or four people Mm -hmm. and it was the coolest and and then it was and then ended up becoming like hey you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give i'm gonna name this guy after you now Mm -hmm. i'm changing it like and you're like what and then after that everybody wanted me to name someone after them when i'm like okay (laughs) all right too far here see that Uh guy in the back who just got killed that's you uh, the first time that I, I used someone's name that uh, actually got into something that got made, uh, this guy that I worked with and who I went to school with, and he was a really, he's kind of, everyone's like, he's so quiet. And and he's a really reserved guy, but he's mm-hmm. awesome. And, and, you know, he's just kind of like, once he gets to know you, he really, you know, opens up. And I used his name in a anti-bullying short, and he was the, he was the bully. <laughs> that's funny the bully had the same name as him and uh-huh. uh i totally forgot that and then it came out and then he bought a copy and then i had a text message with a picture of them you know basically saying the bully's name and i'm like oh yeah i forgot i did that <laughs> that's funny uh do you write your friends in the comics very often not so much anymore okay. i Probably what wise. i got to in into now is i I'll take like mannerisms or sayings that people do mm-hmm. and, and put it in. It's kind of like when actors are like, Oh, 
I base this character off off a guy I know, like like the way that he acted, the way that he talked, mm-hmm. and there's like weird idiosms that people have, and like if you can fit that into a character, it makes a character feel so much more real because you're like, oh yeah, I know people that do something like that or that like, you know, something that seems small but is actually like really, I don't know. Yeah, important. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, it brings life to to your stories for sure. Um, speaking of which, too, like I, I, we we've been kind of throwing around like really random comics that you've written do you, do you know how many comics and shorts you've written oh man i think i'm, all, all, I'm like close to 30 30 wow like so so yeah. 30 like different universes i guess or different uh items yeah 30 yeah different story yeah okay. uh i've got to like play in some other people's sandboxes i've got mm-hmm. to do some standalone shorts and then i've actually got to like with punk and rock and, mm-hmm. and the headless hitman and kind of expand have like a you know oh yeah headless hitman are you doing a sequel for that i am actually um i was i just found a guy online this is so found a guy never in my life did i ever say that i met a man online so much until i started making comics uh right yeah my mother would get worried uh whole other thing uh uh, and, and, and he was posting and asking for like advice on, on self publishing. And so I added hmm. him and kind of messaged him and he was an artist and I go, well, I said, here, if you want to check out my stuff, here's all my books. And he was like, I read them all, but I really liked the headless hit man. I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm like, glad you liked it. And then he sent me a sketch of it that he drew and hmm. I'm like, do you want to work on some of this <laughs> with me? And he goes, yeah, awesome. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, I don't, I think last time I interviewed you, you didn't have, or you, all you, you had like a couple of pages, I think of the headless head man. And you let me read that. And I remember loving it, uh, and wishing that you, that I could read more of it. Um, and I guess, I mean, so that story is about a hitman who has no head. He's the brother of the yes, le- headless le- horseman's brother. Yes. Um, and so I don't, I'm just so happy that you're making more of that one in particular. I, and the baby with the luchador mask is just hilarious. Uh, I I have a lot that I want to do with that guy. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. That's maybe the favorite character I've ever created is El Kikasso. Yeah, <laughs> such a great name. Because <laughs> you just know what he's gonna do. Uh, so what's the deal with? Uh, you have a story about uh, sci-fi bounty hunters, and then. Uh, I guess a fantasy hitman. Uh, yeah, right. I take the I, take, I you know I, it's so weird because I I was thinking about this recently. So the, so the stuff that I like to like the movies that I like to watch mm-hmm. the uh, the comics that I like to read I like really like I really love stuff that makes me sad. Okay, that is so weird to say. No, it makes like, sense. I, I have it. I have anxiety and I have depression really bad. Mm-hmm. And, but all I want to like, when I, when I get a chance to watch a movie, I'm like, let me watch, uh, the perks of being a wallflower. Mm-hmm. Let me watch a star is burnt. Well, let me, let me watch something that's going to, that's going to uh, make me cry or like destroy me on the inside. I don't know why I'm like, that. <laughs> and, and, but then on, yeah. on the complete flip other side, I just like the craziest stuff that I can, that I can see mm-hmm. or, or just, just absolutely nuts bonkers. Mm-hmm. And, I, I've been writing the weird bonkers stuff for forever, and I wanna I wanna get into writing more serious stuff. Like the 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 goal when you make something is is to get a reaction, right? Mm-hmm. I know I can make people laugh. Right. Let's see if I can make some people cry. That's uh, wow. That sounds horrible <laughs> out loud. But you know what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean by that. I mean, and I think you know some of my favorite uh, comics or even I, I guess the stories are, are kind of on that level. Cause like up here I have hanging up um, AD after death by Scott Snyder and uh, yes. illustrated by Jeff Lemire. And uh, I actually, I went and got that signed by Scott Snyder. And when I, when he was signing it, I was just like, you know, this is like one of my favorite comics I've ever written. And he just like sat it down and just looked at me. and was just like, thank you very much. This is a very important story to me. And I was just like, wow, like, cause he just, you know, you know, everyone knows him for Batman and just to, to know that like, that's an important story to him, which is, I mean, it's just kind of a goofy story really. But at the heart of it, it's like this guy who just kind of like wants to belong and keep people safe, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm, I'm going to, 
I'm going to do a PSA quick mm-hmm. about something because this, that, that applies to this. Okay. Uh, when I was at C2E2, mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to a creator and, and I, uh, I was like, this book that you put out here, I said, I said, I love everything that you do. But I said, this, this is, this one hit me. Like, this is the best, like my favorite, like, you know, and all this. And I was talking about, it, and he goes, I'm glad you told me that. He goes, I put a lot of work into that. And then it came out and I didn't really like, he's, you know, some people told me they liked it, but I didn't really get back the response that I thought. And I, it was really important. And he's like, so I'm really happy to hear that you enjoyed it that much. So like one thing that I have since then now want to do is if, if somebody makes something that you like or that you really like, yeah. tell them if it, even if it's a tweet, like, cause you know, you might not necessarily ever meet that person in person, but send a tweet or, or whatever Facebook message if you can, because that, that can be, you know, and like, especially for maybe somebody that, I think even in professional artists, a mm-hmm. lot of times they're at a crossroads where they're like, do I really want to keep doing this? Right. Or am I doing anything that matters? Or is anyone actually enjoying this? Like, those are like a natural thought that I think they go through. And I think like seeing that stuff would, would really go a long way. And obviously you'll never know. You might not, you might not ever know if it helped. Mm-hmm. But I think it's always better to err on the side of caution and just do it anyways, because if not, at least you got to tell somebody, hey, I, I appreciate what you do and keep doing this. I love this. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, too, because I, I, I like with Scott Snyder, I, 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 I've never really read his Batmans, to be honest. I don't know that I, I've ever read a single Batman that he wrote, uh, but I've read a bunch of other things of his and I've loved everything that he's written. And I just I think I just thought it'd be interesting or I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm glad I got to meet him and have him sign that thing. And I, it was very interesting. And actually that's the reason uh, I got undiscovered country when I went to that signing. And that's a oh. fantastic comic too. It's <laughs> awesome. But, but no, yeah, it's uh, I, I usually try to find like at least one thing when I meet a creator to like, tell them like I really liked about them. Cause uh, I got uh, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson to, to illustrate um, a lobster Johnson for me, and <gasps> what uh, that guy's I'll guy's show you. Best. I love that guy. I just met him at C two E two, and I he was exactly as awesome as I hoped he would be. Well, he's just, just a, he's so nice, and he just he like oh that is fantastic. Yeah, and and after he did it, I was just like you know because he he, uh, he drew in pow 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 I guess just for the podcast, but he uh, I was just like man I'm so glad you put in those the typography because I just love the way you do typography and he's like man you know thank you so much I really do a lot or it really means a lot to me <laughs> it's just like well it looks great man <laughs> so he but, you know when they sometimes like when you meet like people that you look up to they're like mm-hmm. oh you might. You know, be prepared. You might be disappointed. And I met him and it exceeded all my expectations. Such and a nice I, guy. be happy. Yeah, yeah, I love that yeah. guy. I actually <laughs> drove uh, up to SpringCon, I think. Yeah, I think it was SpringCon, not FallCon, uh, in Minneapolis. And I went. I, I had no plans of going. And then I saw he was going to be there, like, I think, a couple days before it was. And so I was just like, I just completely redid my, my plans for that weekend. I was just like, I'm going to go up and I'm going to get him to draw me something. And I messaged him. He's like, I only do five per show, so make sure you get right in the door. And so I, and I was 15 minutes late, and I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to get this. And I ran. I like went straight to his booth, and there was a line. And so I was like, okay. And I was waiting in line, and the guy in front of me, he's just like, oh, can you do a commission for me? He's like, oh, you're my last one. And I was like, no. And so I gave him a sob story about how I was only there. I drove however many hours it is from here. And, and it was like a thunderstorming, and there, I think there was even like – a just severe thunderstorm warning. And so I was like, man, I drove all the way here through a severe thunderstorm. <laughs> and he's just like, you drove all the way here just for me? I was like, yeah, through a thunderstorm? Uh-huh. I said, okay, I'll draw you a picture. <laughs> I'll draw you something. <laughs> and then he drew it. He was amazing. So I was awesome. happy. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Another guy who exceeded expectations is, uh, uh, is it Chris Bacello? Is his name Chris? I'm always bad with first names, but Bacello, he did, um, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men is what I first caught him on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you say that, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, here. 
but he, I just got a bunch of signatures from him. That's that's a Spider Man that he drew. But he, uh, he was such a nice guy to talk to, and he doesn't just sign comics. Like on this one, he drew like the webbing around his signature. Oh, that's cool. I thought that was part of the cover. No, now I see. yeah. Okay, okay. And then like uh, I got him to sign a Doctor Strange, and he drew like tentacles. And uh, there's a, a couple X Men ones that he just like drew extra stuff. Like he spent some time on it. And the uh, the funny thing about that one is uh, that was at GalaxyCon in Minneapolis, and I went up on Friday, and no one was there like audience wise or fans. And so like, I was just walking up to people. Like I, I went straight into his booth. I think I had to wait for one guy. Uh, and then I got like a decent amount of time just to chat with him. And I went, um, I went to McNiven. Oh, McNiven. That's who illustrated the, um, Captain America. No, you walked right up to McNiven. Uh, actually he wasn't there on Friday night, but Dexter vines, he was. And then actually, yeah, there was no line for McNiven either. I just, I just like walked over to him and I was just like, Hey, can you sign this? And he did. Um, well, you actually blew my mind. And then, uh, Oh, Robbie Rodriguez. Um, I got him to sign a bunch of stuff and I actually, I got his early Saturday the next day. I, I was literally the first person there. I was waiting for like two hours and there was like no one there. <laughs> it was completely unnecessary, but uh, I just had nothing else to do. But, uh, I got him to draw, just like a little Wolverine on the cover of uh, an un- Uncanny X-Force cover that he did like back in 2012, I think. Uh, and it was funny because he's just like, uh, I can do a little sketch on one of these for, it was like, a, I think like 10 bucks. I was like, oh yeah, uh, can I get a Wolverine? And he's just like, oh, thank you. It's like, uh, I've done so many spider Gwens. I'm so happy to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for letting me do something else. <laughs> Which I had him sign, like, my Spider-Gwen number one and the the first appearance of Spider-Gwen I was hanging up to. But I was like, no, I'd rather have you sign, uh, draw Wolverine. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. He was a nice guy, too. Man, he was super nice. Like, we were just chatting, and his wife was right there, and we ended up talking about, like, the X-Men cartoon from the 90s. Uh, they, like, they were just such nice people to, ch- to chat with. But cool. Anyway, sorry. Uh, more about yep. you. Um, so can, can you say what it was about C2E2 that made you kind of like reset your, your brain with, with your career in comics? Yes. Okay. It was the, so I had, uh, when I went, I obviously had a list of like, I got to talk to these people. I got to go to these booths, blah, blah, blah. I had like a whole list of things that I wanted to do. When, when was this? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's the end of February. This is the only oh, con least... of 2020 probably. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I went and. I get and like my wife went with me, but we when we go to conventions, it's always she goes and looks for cute stuff, and I'm an artist alley, and mm-hmm. and then we meet up for lunch, and then we leave together hours later. That's usually how it works. Nice. And so I get in, and I'm trying to get my bearings and find out where everybody's at, and I see someone who I've not seen in about eight years, mm-hmm. and his name's Tom Kelly, and I met him before I had ever made a comic ever and uh, at a con and, and he was fantastic to me. And then a couple years later, I was a guest at a con that same con, which doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, and, and he was a guest there and we became friends there. And I went and talked to him because I was like, Oh my gosh, I him in a long time. Uh-huh. And I went over and we had this talk and he told me the story and the story is what made me reset things. He's, he said, uh, he's like, I'm glad that you've still made, like that you stuck with it and that you're still making comics. You know, he's like, I saw you got married. He's like, congrats on that. Uh, he goes, and then we talking and, and the story was that, uh, 14 years ago, he got hired to draw, uh, artwork for someone's book for a novel. Mm-hmm. And he, he drew the cover and got paid for it, you know, long ago. And then uh, he said last year he got an email from uh, this guy, the guy who'd done the cover. And that guy now works uh, for a book publisher. Hmm. And for Christmas, he they all had give, given each other like copies of their old books that they had done. Right. Hmm. And one of the guys he works with saw 
the cover that that Tom had done, you know, whatever, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they contacted Tom and they said, hey, would you be interested in doing covers for our company now? Mm-hmm. And he ended up, I think he said he was going to like, he was on track to do like 14 different covers total. Oh, wow. And he, he told me, and then we got talking to him. He's like, it's like sending out messages in a bottle. You never know if you're going to get a response back. But the more bo- more bottles you throw out, you, so you don't know if and when you'll get a response. Mm-hmm. But the more bottles you throw out, the better chance you have of hearing back. And mm-hmm. then this this is the, the, the my ultimate takeaway was this uh, was just because you're not at the top of the mountain doesn't mean that you haven't climbed up a good portion of it. Yeah. And most most people don't even get off the ground. And that was kind of reset my thinking on things and uh, in a really good way. And that was the best part of the con. And it happened the first 10 minutes of me getting in the doors. Wow. Did that just make the rest of the con just like more fun? Yeah, it did. It was it was <laughs> the best way to start it off. And, yeah. you know, I didn't know he was going to be there. So I got to see someone that I, I greatly adored that – and just like Phil, he had always taken me seriously. And I mm-hmm. said to him, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I said, when I was younger, I probably, I said, I used to hit you up with all these, all these questions. Cause I didn't know. And I said, I was probably bugging you all the time. And I said, I hope it never seemed like I was just like trying to get you or like give me work or something. Cause that's not what I was doing. And he goes, no, he goes, it never came off that way. He goes, you always came off as someone who was very excited about wanting to make comics and that maybe you didn't have people in your everyday life that would have any idea what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And he was a hundred percent correct. I mean, I'm in a tiny town in, in Iowa where when I was reading comics, I was probably the only one in my town, in my school that was reading any kind of comics, hmm. you know, and that's including manga and that's, you know, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. crazy now, you know, everybody's at least reading like manga or they're reading some superhero books. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I used to be that kid that would, before school started in high school, I'd be sitting there with my pull box, reading my comics while everybody <laughs> else was doing homework. And they're like, did you do this? And I go, no, but I got Punisher <laughs> Max by Jason Aaron right here. And I want to see what happens. Uh, and you graduated, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the lesson. <laughs> well that's awesome i'm glad to i'm glad to hear that you because i've always enjoyed the things that i guess i've read from you uh i've not read your 100 stories of 100 words or more um my my 100 days yeah that's that's a little intense for me but (laughs) i'm just kidding i think i saw something the other day that was that reminded me of that and it, it actually kind of to be honest has inspired me to to try that as well i have not started but Every, I think I've thought about it every day, which probably means that's going to happen pretty soon. But um, it, it just—it sounds like a very interesting exercise in writing, at least. Do, uh, I guess, it, is there anything you'd like to say about that? <laughs> yeah, it was—it's um, so funny when I uh, was trying to promote the book when I got it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have some randoms from the internet be like, "Oh." Uh, you got to write a hundred words for a hundred days straight. I write more than that in an email at work every day. <laughs> I'm, good. And, I'm sure it's a great email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay. I said, uh, well, how about one of these entries? I wrote, uh, I worked a 12 hour day. Uh, I came home and I was angry and I was depressed. And all I wanted to do was just lay on my butt and not thing. And, but, but I wrote something and it's kind of cool to see how uh, your writing changes through the different mood that you're in mm-hmm. and how it affects your mood. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the times it's like, I didn't want to do it. I really didn't want to, but I'm like, all right, I'm committed to doing this thing. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I would feel better. And th- that mm. was, uh, that's part of why like I, I journal every day Yeah. and it's really therapeutic for me. And most of it is stuff that like you could read this in a hundred years and it would it and be like, who cares? And, and and then you're right, who cares? But it helps me sleep at night, you know. And uh, yeah. it, it 
100 days. That's cool. So, I mean, and it covers, uh, you have, because uh, you read from it the other day or like last week, I think, on like Facebook Live, or you maybe did a bunch. I only caught one. Uh, and it was about like a coworker who um, went to the bathroom on the floor at work. Yeah. Yep. The poop um, bandit. Yeah. So that's, so there's definitely some interesting stories in there. <laughs> it is very crazy. And it, and it's, and it's like, you think, Oh, well, it'll be easy to come up with ideas. And then mm-hmm. some days you just sit in, like, especially once I got like past the halfway point, cause mm-hmm. I had already written about all obviously like, Oh, I wrote about music. I wrote about my family. I wrote about this. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I think one of them, I ended up, uh, writing about uh, Sasquatch genitalia. Oh, is that something you uh, think about often? Uh, I mean, not often, <laughs> but uh, but it blips on the radar every now and then. Uh, maybe I'll have to buy this book just to read that story. I t- I'll mail you one because oh. if you're going to do it, if you do it yourself, I'll mail you one. Okay, well, I'll let you know when I start. Cause I want to earn it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I can send you mine. Great. Um, all right. Uh, so what stories do you have coming out? Like, do you have, you have things in the works? You said, I mean, yeah. we kind of loosely talked about it at the beginning, but, um, like what's, what's something that we can look forward to? So, uh, at some point it was supposed to be at the, hopefully the end of 2020, but not sure now uh, I'm having a seven page story come out via top cow. Oh, cool. Uh, for an anthology, uh, which I am very excited about. Yesterday, last week, I got uh, the thumbnails sent to me mm-hmm. uh, to get approved, and the artist that he was hoping by the end of April to have it all finished. Uh, but obviously, with Diamond uh, everything mm-hmm. going on, I'm not yeah. sure when it will come out. Uh, they were hoping for the end of 2020, maybe not now, but oh. I'm pretty. I'm really excited for that. I think I. I believe that that is the best thing i've ever written oh goodness um it was this because it was out of fear that that was the best thing i've ever written because i uh what i and i know that sounds weird to say but uh so when i i found out that matt hawkins uh who is like the the ceo or what he pretty much runs top cow right okay was gonna be reading it Mm. i was terrified because I look up to that guy a lot and mm-hmm. I really like his stuff. And to know that like, not only was he going to read a script, no, he's going to, he's going to edit it and he's going to give you feedbacks. Oh, dang. And I was terrified. I, and I worked on that so much more than probably like any other seven pages. That's the most, this is, I've spent the most time on it. And I like went over it and I edited it and like, I revised it a bunch and blah, blah, blah. Send it in, waiting to hear back, and I was just like, "Oh man, what if he hates it? What if he's just like, what are you doing, man?" And it was very opposite. Uh-huh. He really liked it, and he, awesome. I, I actually printed off the, I printed off the email because I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, and it's supposed to be like a humor type story. Uh-huh. I know, shocker coming from me. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, "I really enjoyed this. I actually chuckled out loud a couple times." And <laughs> He gave me uh, some revisions, and they were all. He was right. I mean, obviously, he's been doing this. He's been, you know, doing this so long, and he's at. He's had success because he knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and um, it, it made the thing a lot better. And uh, and yeah, it was. It was. I made the edits on it, and it's gonna. When it comes out, it's gonna be. I'm very excited because image has always been my absolute favorite mm-hmm. publisher that I've wanted to work for. And, uh, I, I now know that if I don't, if I don't achieve anything a- a else ever, I at least got to be a small part in the history of something that I love. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. And so I'm, I'm stoked for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. And you know, maybe this will be your gateway. I don't know. Uh, or your foot in the door, that's the word I meant. Um, so, is there anything you can say about that? I assume not too much. Like, it's an anthology? Yeah, yeah. so uh, I I can't really go into what it's about because I don't want to... Yeah. It's a short lead-in story, but I will give you the title. Uh, it's called Big Guns, Stupid Rednecks. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, it involves it takes place in the deep south. Uh, I very much took, tried to take some uh, uh, inspiration from Southern Bastards. I was just uh, gonna ask, yeah. And uh, but I made Southern Bastard. It's like if you took Southern Bastards and you made it really weird and threw in <laughs> some supernatural stuff. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Very cool. I'm excited about that for sure. Um, and yeah, end of 2020 or beyond. Probably beyond at this yeah, point, but yeah. but it'll come out. I know that. Very cool. So. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, anything else? I guess we mentioned. I don't know if we mentioned anything else. A couple of anthologies it sounded like. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty much it. I, mean, I have a, a collection of, of short non comic writings uh, mm-hmm. that has been that that I'm going to self publish just because uh, not knowing what my income will be if I get sick or something or whatever, I mm-hmm. uh, have held back because I got to hire somebody to edit it. And, mm. and it, it's, it's not that uh, they wouldn't be worth the money. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, I will most likely lose money on that endeavor. So ah. I'd rather just wait until I can make sure because my my wife and my cats and my family are more important than releasing uh, that. that uh, um, well, that makes complete sense. Short. But uh, it all happens. Yeah, I, it's funny because then I started. I started on the second one already, and I go, you know, I might have the second one done before the first one ever even gets released. But that's okay. Yeah, just it could be uh, just release them both at the same time. Release the second one first. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, like, the, and it's funny because the the cover is done. Oh, nice. It's, Everything's ready to go besides the fact that it needs just, you know, proofread. Right. Which is, I think the fact that you do that, uh, it, 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 I mean, it, it's very telling, I guess, of the, the quality of work that you create. Because I think you're the first person, like indie, small press publisher, or like self-published person that I've ever met who actually like does the full process. And I think that's what I've always respected about you. Um, because I know a lot, I know a lot of people who make comics and they just make it and they put it out and they do a good job and like they, they self edit very well. But I feel like you're the first person that I've ever met uh, who is, ju- I guess, just a writer to begin with. And so you like, you have to go find the illustrator and you get, you get like the best illustrator for something that you can find, you know, to do your work justice. And uh, you're, you're not, it doesn't feel like you're, um, you know, pushing pennies or anything here and like you're trying to do a really good quality job. And then the fact that you're going and getting an editor, uh, I just have to say that's something I've always respected about you. And you're probably like one of the youngest people I've ever talked to who's creating comics, which is also just very, I, I was very um, impressed by just the fact that you are, cause this was what, I mean, I guess it was only like three years ago that I interviewed you last time, but I, I did, you had a lot of energy. And so I don't know what I was expecting because I didn't know you yet when I interviewed you. Uh, <laughs> no, a and, lot of people have like, they, they, they have, they're all hype if they don't actually yeah. do it, mm-hmm. you know? And just, you have a lot of the energy, but then like you have all the follow through, which is just, I have to say it's very impressive and enjoyable because you put out very quality products, I have to say. So good I, work. I really appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else I guess you have uh, to, to mention we, we're running I guess a little low on time um, but I'm happy to chat for however long you would like I think I think that kind of covers me I mean I might uh, I might might plug my, my website my Facebook page yeah of course I mean I'll, I'll put that in the show notes but 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 say what those things are so people can hear them <laughs> so I've got uh, uh, my website uh www.hamblincomics.com which got all my info blogs resume uh purchase links for different things that i've written or been a part of uh and then my facebook page which i update daily with memes and a lot of fun stuff on top of all of my comic updates uh i do facebook lives and i've been doing some readings of stuff that i've written and q a's i I try to be very active on there and very response uh responsive to people uh and that uh, is facebook.com slash Austin Allen Hamblin. And uh, if anybody is listening to this, this is my offer for you. If you 
contact me on any form of social media saying that you heard me on this here podcast, I will send you, oh, like 400 pages of digital comics that I've written for free. Oh, dang. What, what a deal. Full free. Just say, hey, I heard you on that Dexter's Indie Ninja comic podcast. I'm so I'm glad like, you know the title of my podcast. <laughs> I think I, I didn't even say it right, did I? Uh, indie comic ninja, but yeah. But uh, yeah, That's fine. right. No, no, and I was like, I think I said that out of order. But yeah, so just be like, I heard you on that there Dexter's podcast, and send me free stuff, and I will. I think I'm gonna do that. I heard you on my podcast. All right. Uh, yeah, and I have to say, like, you do have, you do a really good job of putting out a lot of content on there. I mean, I, just through this interview, I feel like I brought up a couple of times of how I saw you say something on, on social media and yeah, I don't know. Glad, glad it's working. It's working, <laughs> it's working on at least one person. Uh, great. Uh, so just, are you on Twitter or Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Twitter is at Austin a Hamlin and Instagram is stumpy ham. Don't really what? don't. What was that? Stumpy don't ham? Oh, we don't want to know. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, you don't want to know. Don't ask. I'm being serious. I'm I'll not... tell you if you ask, but you don't want to know. All right. So when you email Austin asking for the free comics, make sure you ask about Stumpy Ham. Uh, I think I think that's all we got. Thanks very much, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun. That was Austin Hamblin. Don't forget to find him online. You can head over to Twitter. He is at Austin Hamblin Instagram. He is at Stumpy Ham. Or you go to over to Facebook.com slash Austin Allen Hamblin. Or you can just go to his website, HamblinComics.com. Thanks for listening. And today's theme music is from MusicForMakers.com, where you can get royalty-free music for podcasts, videos, and more. Thanks, Logan, at Music for Makers. And thank you for listening.